Another morning club is here and it's Brian Campion and Chris O'Reilly today bringing you the action just before the EHF Men's Euro 2024. Chris, we've just gotten over Christmas. Well, I hope you've gotten over Christmas and the last bit of preparation before we take off to go to Germany. So how are you feeling right before the Euro? I'm feeling good, yeah. And the first morning club of 2024 as well. And uh, to give everyone a bit of insight, we're about halfway through recording our massive pre-Euro podcasts, uh, which have been very fun so far, I have to say. To give you a bit of an insight into what you're going to hear, we've got about 10 different experts joining us over the course of two podcasts to talk about all six of the groups and uh, the major teams and stories uh, behind each of those groups. And we're going to release them for Patreon fans early as well. Uh, we're going to release them over the weekend for Patreon fans and uh, on, out on Monday and Tuesday uh, for everyone else. So uh, if you're listening to this, this uh, morning club is going to be available for all because we're teasing you here. We're giving you a, a nice little bit of an incentive to join us on Patreon. Uh, and we'll speak about some of the other things we're going to be doing on Patreon before we let you go. But uh, yeah, feeling good. It feels like it's been a very long time between the end of the Women's World Championship and uh, the start of this Men's Euro, but at the same time, a very short time. It's that weird time of year where uh, I don't really know what it is. I'm, I'm now getting back to some kind of regularity, so I know it's Friday now. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. That's I was about like that it. a few days ago. I was like, <laughs> what day of the week is it? Okay, yeah, need to, yeah. need to start getting back on top of things again. It's, it's, a but, good day uh, to, it's a good day to get back into that, say, oh, it's Friday, it's a weekend now. But uh, <laughs> it's been a, one big long weekend for the last couple of weeks. But yeah, for the Euro, uh, I'm heading off on, uh, on the 10th, which is Wednesday. Yeah, heading off on Wednesday to uh to munich uh from my groups i'll be doing uh groups c and f over there which i'm very excited about and uh you're gonna be in uh dusseldorf right for the first one yeah for that uh, world one. record the world record attempt which i presume is going to be a world record in the dusseldorf arena yeah so massive 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 day for handball really isn't it with the with eighty thousand people coming to the arena to watch 80, that. I don't know. 50 50? 50 oh my god jesus brian i had a fever dream <laughs> Fifty thousand. if 80 would be incredible wouldn't it 80 would be well less than one step at a time i would say 50 uh, no fifty thousand people are coming to the arena <laughs> oh god it has been a good christmas um <laughs> that's good i mean i'm not sure how how good the experience is going to be live in the arena to watch a handball match on such a small court yeah. way down in the middle there but i think it's going to be Something to behold on TV, especially, because I think I know they're going to have a lot of uh, extra cameras in and spider cams all over the place. So I think it's going to be quite the, quite the spectacle for the fans at home. Uh, so that's going to be exciting. And wouldn't it be just the cherry on top for Switzerland and uh, Andy Schmidt to come out and score 10 goals and beat Germany by one <laughs> to, oh, to really set the tone for the Euro? <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing that I'm, uh, yeah, keeps going through my mind about that opening game. And... Uh, it's too big. I, 
It would be <laughs> it would be absolutely hilarious. Um, and we'll speak a lot more Germany in the in the preview podcast. We actually haven't done that bit yet. Uh, speaking about Germany, where we'll have Bjorn Patson on to chat with us. Um, but yeah, I saw their game yesterday against Portugal, and I'm watching it on German TV. And the first half performance was good and all. They ended up winning by one, but like you can really feel the German commentator just getting way ahead of himself. It's like the <laughs> classic thing that everyone falls into, like that classic pitfall of getting way too or diving way too much into these test matches before a championship, reading way too much into it. And just, you know, it was going well. They were winning 3-0 at the beginning. And they're like, we're going to win it all. <laughs> this is the best team in the world. Never mind anyone else. But, uh, yeah, it didn't turn out to be that way. Uh, yeah, with Germany in particular, it's like, uh, I have no idea what to think of them. You know, on one side, you look at them playing and you're like, you know, this team, they're full of Bundesliga players. They're playing the best league in the world. Surely they can match anyone on a given day. But then you see some of the players they, they use and it's like, ah, well, when it doesn't work, it really doesn't work. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Andy Schmid, uh, Nicola Portner, and a bunch of other Bundesliga players, uh, they've, uh, yeah, they've got something up their sleeves, that's for sure. But I think it'll be a great occasion either way. And yeah, I won't be there. We're really looking forward to uh, getting your perspective on on how it's like. You're going to have to go up to the very top at some point just to see if you can see anything. I was told I was told by someone that said they timed it and it says it takes like something like twenty minutes to get up and down. So if you're doing that during the game, you've missed a lot of the game. Like you know, you're it's it's quite the commitment to go all the way to the top. And the Lanxess Arena is probably the biggest I've ever done. You can do that and be up, up and down in 10 minutes, like, you know, but yeah, this, this is a different kettle of fish. So I think I'll be earning every single penny I'm getting paid uh, for that, <laughs> for that day. Uh, we're doing a lot of run around, but yeah, I think it's going to be, it's going to be something special. But I, I'm somehow there's this nervous energy of the whole German handball thing at the moment. And yeah, maybe that's just me, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not convinced that. This, we, I don't want to give anything away, but a few of the experts have picked Germany to be in the mix there in the semi-finals because mm. just because they're the hosts. But there is a there's a bit more extra pressure. This this uh, Germany team hosting this type of Euro in comparison to other host host nations of of years gone by. There is a there's a this one's pregnant. I don't know if that's the right phrase. Maybe that's the German <laughs> phrase. But there's a, there's something in the air here, and I'm not sure. And I'm not sure this squad can 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 cope with it or not. And we, I mean, we just came out earlier in the week that Henrik Peckler's retired from the national team as well, didn't it? Yeah. And he was given a bit of a farewell at, at one of the games. Um, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. I'm not, I'm not sold on this on this German team. But there's one thing. Without giving, I mean, it's not going to be a surprise to anyone. Um, we did ask, or we are asking all of our experts for medal predictions, and. Uh, Matthias Gitzel has come up almost every single time. And I think there's no surprise there. And I don't think I'm giving anything away as the MVP. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think I'm giving anything away the way the form he's in in the Bundesliga. Um, I don't ask you for your official MVP prediction, but I think you'd be silly not to have him at least in first or second position. Yeah. I think the, the challenge for everyone is kind of seeing if you can name anyone else. 
That's not <laughs> yeah. Matthias Giesel in there. And you're like, ah, well, Nicholas Landin maybe, or <laughs> yeah. well, or maybe even not, because uh, there was there was some talk from the the test match that Denmark played, which was a draw against Norway, that. Uh, that Emil Nielsen looks like he's ready to step up. He snatched the number one jersey for Barca. Is he ready to snatch the number one jersey for Denmark as well? Uh, I mean, the way the way he's playing at the moment, um, it'd be hard to deny him a fair bit of court time. But uh, yeah, it's, that's another interesting side of it as well. How much like club form will will feed into these national team selections because uh, they're very different situations and. Uh, we will hear about the the Swedish team and Felix Klar versus Jim Gottfriedsson as well. Like that's another situation where you know one the younger player might be in better form, but when it comes to the national team, it is somebody else's team, uh, and the maybe the the pecking order relies a bit more on uh, on how experienced you are with the national team, uh, which. Maybe isn't the best way to go about it, but uh, some things die hard in that case. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited overall. I think uh, looking at the the arenas as well, I think they're most of them are going to be pretty full. Um, I think Hamburg is maybe the the one that's not going to be completely full yet. I, I saw there was a flash sale on the EHF website, which suggests to me that there's still some tickets to be bought. Well, you know, looking at the uh, at Berlin is going to be full of of German fans for the Germany group and Faroese fans for the Faroe Islands Norway group, which is uh, fantastic. The Icelanders are coming in their thousands. Uh, the Balkans will come in their thousands as well to Munich, and uh, I think overall it's going to be like it probably is going to be the biggest and best European Championship we've ever had, which is really what you expect with it coming to Germany for the first time. When you look at all the preliminary matches, I mean, apart from the opening spectacle of Germany and Switzerland, which I think as just a visual spectacle is going to be going to be pretty incredible. Are there any games there that you think are you look at? Because I have one in in mind particularly that I'm really looking forward to, but I'll show the, you the question first. Uh, the, the first round of matches are all preliminary round matches. Just Let's just say from any group match, or preliminary round matches, that you're particularly looking for any particular head-to-heads that you think are going to be, that could be, because we do get, we get some really, really wild ones in the preliminary round um, where teams have maybe a slightly less pressure than they do in the main round. Um, which ones do you think are any ones that stand out to you that could be classics? Yeah, I think Spain, Croatia should be a big one. Uh, that's yeah. the opening round of that group. And uh, Iceland, Serbia, the opening match of, of Group C as well. Um, there are probably two that, that stand out to me. How about you? Yeah, my, my, my one that stood out to me was the, the Iceland-Serbia one. I think that's mm. just going to be... Because that group just naturally is so tight as it is. And it kind of has a lot of meaning straight away about who's going to top the group it could be potentially i mean we don't know what kind of shape hungary are going to be in but we know uh serbia iceland are are there thereabouts and i think we know tony girona ex-coach of ours he's going to have them well set up and i think yeah. he's done fairly well with serbia over the years and i think uh, over the last four years and i think uh people seem generally very happy with with the work he's done and it's not an easy thing being a balkan handball coach people aren't very yeah. normally very happy with the work you do but he seemed to keep them on the on the, their side there and then Iceland as well, feeling fairly confident going into it. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that one. I think that one could be 
could be a, a crazy one. Yeah. And uh, in that group as well, I mean, Iceland versus Hungary, it, se- it seems to happen every single tournament. <laughs> and it's and it's always an entertaining one, no matter what. Yes. So that's uh, that's going to be a good one too. Here's one more question for you then before we, we wrap up. Um, since we've had the 2014 Euro, so this is the third edition of it, if I'm not mistaken, there's been at least one really high-profile team that gets dumped out in the preliminary round because only two teams qualify from each group of four in 2020 it was denmark who basically on home court just over the bridge in malmo got knocked out and then two years later it was the actual hosts hungary who got dumped out in front of twenty thousand people on home court which of the big teams here or, or i'll rephrase it which team do you think uh, could potentially be like a real surprise elimination. Uh, I mean, from the prelim, for not making it to the main round is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I can't see Group A. I can't see anything but Germany, France being number one and number two. Even if Andy Schmidt gets the job done in the opening round. Ah, uh, I, no, I, 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 that's 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 a that's a wonderful pipe dream I have, yeah. but I just I somehow don't see it. <laughs> Group B: Spain, Austria, Croatia, and Romania. <clears throat> I don't see Austria causing us a, a surprise there. I'm afraid. No. Um, the group C is probably where is I think I'm most likely to see uh, an upset, potentially also Group D. But so I think, I mean, geez, could it be Iceland? You know, I mean, talk about Iceland. Uh, they fancy themselves to be at least top eight or top four. Could we see them getting dumped out in the preliminary round? That that's probably the group where it's going to happen. Or do we see a team like maybe Slovenia getting knocked out? Uh, is that is that one of the big dogs? Probably not really. Like, yeah, I, no, I would say. I mean, Slovenia, yeah. Slovenia semi finalist four years ago. Group B with Sweden, Netherlands, Bosnia Herzegovina, and Georgia. Don't see any big upsets there. And Group F: Denmark, Portugal, Czech Republic, Greece. Uh, I mean, that's kind of basically between the Czech Republic and Portugal. But I think you'd put them. I mean, on fairly level terms. I mean, Razos Boysen has the Czech Republic down to go on a bit of a run this mm-hmm. this Euro on on his on Twitter or on X as we like to call it nowadays. Um, so that, I don't think there's any big upsets there if Portugal get knocked out. So my think could be maybe maybe Iceland getting dumped out. But do I think it's going to happen? Probably not. No. What do you think? That's a good one. I'm not going to go for Iceland, though, because uh, I fancy them to go to the semifinals. <laughs> but there's more on that. Not just us, but uh, our array, our plethora of experts who are joining us. The likes of Marcio Menio, Rasmus Boysen, who you mentioned, Daniel Hoglund, uh, Helgi Hoydal, Zika Bogdanovic, Teddy Ponza, uh, Kevin Domas, Bjorn Patson, that's most of them already, uh, who are joining us for our preview podcasts uh, coming out over the next couple of days. We have uh, the uh, we have the podcast coming out early for those of you who have joined us on Patreon. And uh, that, as well as many other benefits, we will have podcasts every three days during the championships some of them will be exclusively for patreon as well we have our discord where you'll be able to chat with other handball nerds like ourselves throughout the championship and we'll have our fantasy league on hold it which is uh exclusively for our patreon fans and i think we'll have some prizes to give away like a, a beer from brian uh which uh, is a rollover 
from December's championship where Brian promised to give everyone a beer if <laughs> if the Norway-Denmark game uh, wasn't a one-goal victory. So he, he got away with that one, that's for sure. <laughs> Let's see if he makes any more ludicrous <laughs> predictions uh, over the course of the championship. It wasn't but, ludicrous in hindsight. I know, though, was it? it was, uh, no, it was, it was, uh, was ludic- ludicrously a decision to, 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 to risk such a thing, yeah, but true. it paid off. Uh, so more of that on the way over the coming weeks Uh, but that'll do it for our first morning club of 2024 Brian thank you very much and uh, thank you all for listening we'll hear from us again very very shortly in our main preview podcast goodbye